Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Sweden. I've got a special guest on with me today that I've just met by using our new Back to Jerusalem platform of DingDash. If you haven't used DingDash.com before, um, I highly recommend it. For those of you that are looking for an alternative social media platform, uh, this is a platform that we created at Back to Jerusalem. So we created it by Christians for Christians. And our hope is that we can get people to uh, join in with us into a platform that's a lot more safe, a lot more Christian friendly, and we don't sell your information or give it over to governments. Michael, you there, brother? Yes, sir. I'm here. Hey, it's uh, great to hear your voice. Thank you for joining us on the Back to Jerusalem podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate this opportunity a lot. Hey, how did you hear about DingDash? Uh, I believe I ran across a uh, post uh, that somebody had shared on Facebook, which is uh, on there with uh, certain people. And I believe I ran across posts somebody sharing about it there. Okay, because I don't think that you and I are friends on Facebook. Am, am I wrong on that? No, no, sir. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall who it was, but uh, I uh, initially created an account and uh, just to check it out, see what it was like, and then uh, uh, hadn't really done anything on it when I heard from you and a couple other people who had followed me just after I created the profile. Uh, so probably start to get involved with it a little bit now. I haven't uh, really dipped my toe in too far yet. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's completely new. It takes, and I, I mean, for me, I don't even like learning new platforms. I mean, I just kind of want to go, I, I would like to use them, not learn from them. I just, you know, once I get used to it, let me stay there. We actually created it not because we wanted to, but because we felt like we had to. So this was, uh, you know, we, we were kind of being pushed into a corner when it came with, you know, connecting with people that are in Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Iran, Afghanistan. Um, and we just wanted to create a platform that's safe for Christians, that we knew we weren't going to be selling the information to the government. Uh, unlike Facebook or Twitter or uh, Instagram, we're not, we don't sell information to other companies. We don't collect information on you and uh, try to figure out what are your purchases, what are you saying in your messages. We don't listen to you through your microphone or watch you through the camera. So we wanted to provide an extra level of security for believers that we we kind of feel are not only being taken for granted but are being abused on you know secular social media platforms. So we're really happy that you came and joined us and, uh, and, and joined on to Back to Jerusalem or for the uh, Ding Dash. But when you made your profile, I saw that there were a couple of uh, links that you put up. You're an author. You've been involved in ministry. And I thought, hey, this would be a great guy just to connect with for the Back to Jerusalem podcast. Have you ever heard of Back to Jerusalem before this? 
Oh yeah, I've, I've uh, got uh, one of your books, and I've been uh, receiving the newsletter for several years now. Oh, okay, awesome. Been on such, so yeah. Okay, great. Can you just, for the sake of our audience, just give a little bit of introduction? You know who you are, and, and a little bit about your background. Okay, uh, Michael Middleton. Uh, basically, uh, while still in high school. Uh, God called me into full-time ministry as a lifestyle. Uh, I'll be very briefly here, otherwise we'll wander for hours. Uh, God called me down to, to Last Days Ministries, uh, pretty much straight out of high school, uh, where I went through uh, Bible school down there and stayed on his staff uh, during about a four-year period where Last Days Ministries merged and became part of Youth with a Mission. Uh, so I kind of came into to Youth with a Mission via Last Days Ministries, and have been involved with that in one form or another in many different types of ministry uh, going into 31 years now, uh, which it's a full-time uh, volunteer organization. Nobody's paid, so I pay to work instead of being paid to work. Uh and currently, like I said, I've done a lot of different things. Uh, my wife and I pioneered and ran a inner city uh, youth drop-in center. Uh, we worked at a kind of a boys town type uh, youth ranch for troubled foster kids, most of which have been through the uh, juvenile detention system. We worked at a, a camp for the handicapped and developmentally disabled, a Christian camp for the handicapped and developmentally disabled up in the mountains in Oregon, a lot of things. Uh, currently for the past, I think going into the seventh year, close to going into the seventh year, uh, after helping to plant a church up here uh, about, oh, 20 minutes or so from Olympia, Washington, we helped to plant a church in Yelm, Washington, uh, Crossroads Community Covenant, and for almost seven years now, we've been helping to pioneer uh, something that actually existed as a ministry for close to 25 years prior, but pioneering it becoming part of Youth of the Mission, uh, Faith Harvest Helpers here in the uh, Olympia, Washington area. So I'm basically a grunt worker for God in a lot of ways. Uh, pull weeds, ditch digging, grounds work, run the food bank van, all kinds of stuff like that help with construction uh, and kind of a side ministry that I've been doing for many years is uh, writing Christian books, which uh, all of them I have now designated to financially benefit uh, the ministry directly. Any sales pays directly to Faith Harvest Helpers. It doesn't even come through me. So that's just another aspect of the ministry. You know, and that's one of the things that I, I kind of wanted to call and chat with you just a little bit about. I know that you have several books that you put up on Ding Dash that are connected through your Amazon account. Uh, one mm -hmm. of them that I found interesting that I kind of just wanted to touch base with you um, is Get Real, The Pitfall of Cultural Christianity. Can you share a little bit about that book? Yeah, that was actually one that you know, the different, I've actually got, uh, I just put out my 20th book, uh, which is a uh, historical fiction novel that my wife and I wrote together, uh, The Yellow Dawn. Uh, Get Real is, part of my background is 
my natural father was very abusive. Uh, mom and dad uh, divorced when I was very young. Uh, I think uh, not quite seven. Uh, I was adopted by a... Uh, eventually, when I, I think I was 12, we were adopted. He was you know, a stepfather until then, a uh, mainline denomination pastor who, uh, after 20 or 30 years in being a pastor finally figured out that he wasn't saved <laughs> Wow! and uh, was living the life of a, a, a you know, more of a, a social club, uh, intellectual type of uh, experience versus really being connected with God in his heart. Uh, and that's kind of the experience I grew up with. I always kind of knew, you know, going to, to church as a kid, it's like, there's, there's not real life here. Uh, I mean, in the small local, small town congregations, you know, a lot of the people, you know, may actually be really connected to God, but as an organization, a lot of that's vacant. Uh, I just had to always had the feeling it's like, this isn't it, but I don't know what is because I've never seen it. Uh, and after in my teens really coming to, to God uh, in a real solid way, he led me eventually, they said, into full-time ministry and, and Bible training, some of the greatest training that you could imagine through Youth of the Mission and such. This, though, is a book that uh, kind of hit me out of the blue. It's my shortest one by far, but it uh, God basically downloaded it into me over about a day and a half. A lot of my books, you know, some of the novels took a year or more to write, but this one was like a day and a half. God just downloaded the message, and it's all about... Uh, being real in your relationship with God versus just knowing about God, which is where a lot of where a lot of people are in this country and even a lot of whole denominations. It's more philosophical or intellectual or just a social club as opposed to actually being plugged into God. What I call cultural Christianity. You know, you ask people, uh, you know, well, are you a Christian? And they say, well, yeah, I go to church. Or, of course I am, I'm an American, you know, without really realizing that it's a genuine relationship. The difference between knowing about God and actually knowing God is kind of the overall theme. Yeah, that's something that I find really interesting because when we talk about cultural Christianity, like you said, there can be a detachment from the relationship, I you start to get that a lot in certain places. Let's say for when I'm traveling in Iraq or Syria and I meet with people that are Chaldean Christians or Assyrian Christians that are they, they, they speak the the language of Jesus, they follow a lot of the rules, but they don't have a personal relationship. When I'm saying they, I'm not talking about the everybody. I'm saying I met people from those traditional churches. And they've been living in Muslim nations for so long, maintaining their faith, but not sharing it and not really even enjoying it or believing in it so much more than it just being a part of their culture, part of their family, part of their upbringing. Uh, No real decision uh, to follow Christ. No real personal prayer when you call out to Christ. It's just going through the motions and, and those kind of things. And I, and I, the reason why I I kind of think about that is because um, the other day, not the other day, it's been a while now. I had a I had a pastor come on. He's not your typical pastor, 
Um, he is uh, he runs a website called CrashDaily.com, and he has very strong language. Believes in Christ, has a really intense relationship, prays, um, but his language is not the, the the kind of language that you would use every day for a normal Christian. And I got mm-hmm. pounded, pounded. There was a there was a a lady on Ding Dash as well as you know on other social media, but they came out on Ding Dash and they were like, you know, uh, you uh, have to stop them from speaking that way. That you know, and then I was bombarded with all these Bible verses. And I just, I had to stop and think, you know, because that's not the way that I would speak. I would not use that, you know, type of language. But I, it was, I can really see where culture plays a big part of what we consider to be Christianity and not Christianity. It may not even be biblical. Um, there are, you know, when I, I, I'm in Sweden right now. I'm doing this call, you know, to you from Sweden. If I use English words that are not acceptable in English, but I say them in Swedish, nobody cares because it's not considered to be bad. But if I use Swedish words in English uh, for Swedish people to be around, that I mean, there can be certain words that Americans wouldn't care, but Swedes feel that's really bad. You don't say that word. Um, so there are cultural influences that we have but not necessarily reflective of our direct relationship of Christ. Does that make sense at all? Oh yeah, yeah. The that's one of the on a on a slight tangent. That's one of the uh, really uh, cool things about being involved in uh, youth with a mission all these years is nobody cares what your your labeled background is as far as uh, denominational connection or whatever uh, diversity and different cultures. I've, I've had not Facebook friends, but personal face-to-face friends from 58 different countries. And it's, you know, it's, it's the spirit of Christ in you that matters, not what particular man-made organizational structure you've been a part of or whatever. Yeah. Now I think, I think that that is so important. I, you know, I just, I just had a conversation just before I got on here with you. There was an individual that listened to one of our podcasts um, about uh, where I shared about the origins of Back to Jerusalem, which started in Topeka, Kansas, with the um, charismatic movement that happened there with a pastor by the name of Pastor Parham that spread over to Azusa Street. Um, my, you know, I have both conservative and charismatic in my background. Being a part of Back to Jerusalem is great because I work with everybody from apostolics to the Amish, you know, and everything in between. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I can appreciate, say, like right now I'm in Sweden and I go to church every week and I attend a Lutheran service and a Lutheran service is very ceremonial. Very, you have all these different things that you do every single time, you know, when to stand, when to sit, what to say, you know, they have things written down and you repeat. It's the same, you know, every service. Um, and I enjoy being a part of that. I also enjoy being in underground house church meetings, you know, that I've been a part of for the last 20 years inside of China, where everybody prays out loud <laughs> on their own will. And there's no order whatsoever. There's no ceremony because you're in somebody's kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I, I love the freedom that Christ has given us. And I, and I can see a lot of the restrictions that often people associate with Christ have nothing to do with Christ. It's not, it's not even biblical. It's just things that we have imposed on ourselves by ourselves. Yeah, let me, let me read the little uh, short little uh, 
summary paragraph on the back of this book because it addresses that completely. Uh, if you consider yourself to be a religious person, then you are probably not going to like this book. You may, however, be precisely the person who needs it. If you put in your weekly time in the pew, or behind the pulpit for that matter, but still feel like something is missing, this book is for you. If you hunger for something real, for an authentic Christianity, this book is for you. If you are tired of pretending and just want to get real, my friend, this little book is for you. And the whole thing is about, you know, like you're saying, the difference between religion in, in whatever form uh, and having an authentic, genuine relationship, which is what God's looking for, whatever you know, outward activities or whatever that encompasses, whatever traditions of how you do that. It's getting at that heart versus just empty. You know, I mean, Jesus says in Revelations himself that many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, we did all of these things. And he says, I never knew you. Uh, and it's about that heart connection versus whatever the the cultural or religious background is it's getting at that real heart connection yeah i i i really love that so if somebody wants to learn more about you your ministry or if they would like to purchase this book where can they go okay uh well i can give you our ministries website the one that uh, i'm pretty much just a grunt worker i'm not a director or anything but uh uh, if they want to check out uh, the ministry itself uh, that we're helping to kind of get off the ground in YWAM right now, it's uh, www.ywamfhhwa.org, YWAMFHHWA for short for Washington.org. Uh, and if they want to check out the books, the easy thing, uh, is, you know, they're everywhere. They're available everywhere, of course, but uh, the easy thing is just about everybody has access to Amazon. Uh, they can go to uh, www.amazon.com forward slash author, A-U-T-H-O-R forward slash MMM, my initials. And you can uh, check out all the books in one location there. Okay, excellent. So if you would like to learn more, you can go to YWAMFHHWA for Washington.org, YWAMFHHWA.org, or you can go to Amazon and look him up under Michael M. Middleton as the author. And there's several books there that you could actually purchase if you would like them. I highly encourage you to go and check them out. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank right. you much. Yep. God bless you. You and too. I pray that this is also a beginning where I see, if I see people interesting that are signing up on DingDash, I would love to bring them on in because like Michael, someone that I've never met that I know of. And, um, you know, he signed up and he's able, he put, you know, these links to the different parts of his ministry. There are people going to be people from all different ministries that I'm super excited about, uh, to connect with. And I pray that this will encourage you to also, um, sign up on dingdash.com if you haven't already and, uh, hook up with ministries like Michael's. Thank you so much. And God bless you.